Well, they're brought to you by the Westport Touchless Auto Washes at Walmart in Iowa City at Coralville's High V. This portion of the show brought to you by Cowboy Lawn Care, Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, Big Dog Satellite Internet and Solar. Don't call an 800 number. Call Kevin and his crew at Big Dog, a premier dish authorized retailer at 338-6600. 1-800-800-ROWS for the freshest flowers. Hawkeye Courier Express, GT Car and his crew at Supel Siding and Remodeling, Mike's Lock at E-Keys for Cars, Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement, and Patrick Eads and his great staff at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln. Here is Pat Hardy from the soon-to-be-debuted HawkFanatic.com and Tom Suter. Thank you, Captain Steve, and good morning to you, Mr. Hardy. Good morning. Getting closer. I'm hopefully, I'm, I think it's going to be sometime this week. Hopefully, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We just got to have some business stuff go through well, here. Well, that'll be great. And so we'll see. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's just, I'm writing stuff like I just finished my all-ference team last night. Got all the Tyler's buddies working on the graphic, but I got the team picked, and it was not easy. I'll bet not. I haven't well, tried to do that. Well, and I took one shortcut. I, I couldn't come up with two defensive tackles to eliminate A.J. Epinesa, Matt Roth, and um, Adrian Claiborne. So I went with those three and an obvious defensive tackle, Mitch King. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. Colin Cole, Matt Kroll, they were all good, but none of those guys, to me, Colin Cole made all Big Ten his senior year. But I just think any, none of them were dynamic enough not to have Roth – Epinesa and Claiborne. Wow. But, yeah. I mean, I just that's hard. I just couldn't think of a way to not have them on there. The offensive line, I know Scherf mostly played tackle while he was here, if I remember, but he played some guard too. I have him as a guard, and but I don't want to, you know, give it all away. I mean, well, Claiborne for sure of the. Well, I mean, Matt ends. Roth made first team All Big Ten two years. They all made first team All yeah. Big Ten. Their their stats are almost exactly the same. Their honors are the same. I just couldn't. I just could not. I mean, you put Colin Colin Cole would have been my next choice, but then okay, who do you take Colin Cole over? Epinesa, Roth, or Claiborne? Epinesa made first team All Big Ten as a reserve. Yeah, I, I just don't know how you. <laughs> how you so do? So yeah, it. we'll have that, and I think the thing that's really, the thing that Tyler did though with the top ten highest ranked recruits under Ference, he's got that finished. That's going to be interesting too, just to read the graphic and just shows you that there's no certainties in life in football no. and, and, and recruiting anything. absolutely and rec- no certainties as, despite all the re- so-called recruiting gurus and experts and rankings and numbers and seven on sevens and elite camps and the, they still miss out on a lot of people yeah so yeah. and this uh, top 10 will show it and will show that they do because nearly half of them were players that you could argue didn't fulfill didn't their, pan out didn't pan out at iowa a couple mm. of them obviously the first two for a matter of fact so so we'll see so picking a Ferentz team would be tremendously hard. I don't even know that I want to pick an all-Fran team. Well, I got you know, one of that those. would be easier. I got one of those, too. That's easy. I did a first and a second team. There was a couple of one, but Fran's pretty easy. His, his one, there's some obvious ones. I mean, Garza, Aaron White. Aaron White. I mean, yeah. those are obvious. I mean, Utah, to me, seems pretty obvious. And Devin Marble and Peter Jock both made first team all-Big Ten. That would be my five right there. And then Matt Gatons and Jordan Bohannon and... I ended up putting Nicholas Bear on the second team as a forward because it's hard to find. There's not a lot of other forwards to choose from, and um, or from which to choose. I this say. is true. And and then Woodbury, second team center. Um, my second other forward was Tyler Cook. I mean Tyler Cook. 
I mean, Tyler Cook was the one you'd you'd compare with Utah and Aaron White, but I think Utah and Aaron White were a little bit better than Tyler was here. A little more complete, maybe. Yeah, a little more complete, and they both, you know, I mean, Aaron White's stats speak for themselves, and um, Utah was an All-American, so, yeah. so you know, that's a bunch. You got a lot of new fresh content coming out, and I saw the new logo the other day. It's gonna it's gonna look really neat. On the Vortex Business Solutions here in town's doing a lot of good stuff for us so then we get that and then we're going to rebuild the high school site after that and but the high school site will never be down there'll be a seamless transition we'll keep it hosted the way it is now but then hopefully in a couple two three weeks down the road people who follow your prep sports are going to get on there and be like whoa new site so there we are yeah that'll be good so cool so you've been a busy bee yeah, and I'm going to start getting busier. And then for Wednesday, we've got Andy Peterson. I'm not sure what his official title is at Iowa, but he's – I said I was talking to Steve Rowe about getting somebody from the UI medical staff who kind of oversees about how they're going to reopen and move forward. And so we'll have Andy on at 9 o'clock on Wednesday to talk about – I'm going to ask him. It's going to be interesting to see what he says. This will be more of a medical discussion on mm-hmm. how they plan to do this. And it's weird. I see a lot of people on social media talking about the virus in the past tense. Yeah, well, it ain't. A no, lot of people have just sub have just moved on because of these riots, and I just don't think we can go there yet. I would love to be able to do that, but but it's just there's nothing to support that. And maybe in three weeks to four weeks, if there is no major outbreaks, we can say, wow, we did survive the riots even from a pandemic. And maybe we are moving forward. Maybe we are building immunity. Maybe things are well, maybe so going better. So we'll see. But we just don't know. I mean, those people were practically those rioters and the cops were face to face in so many cities. I mean, we've gone from social distancing to, like I said, to practically slow dancing and French kissing. I mean, it was, if we don't see some spikes in some of these areas, that's good news. then it is, if there's anything good to come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of these people that were protesting and rioting are going to somewhere to protest and they're going back to where they're from. That's right. So this stuff's going all over the place. So we'll have a good gauge. And I saw the story yesterday about they think this is more of a blood vessel type. Yeah, I saw that. That's a major step that that will could impact how. I mean, that's in a way it's interesting because I can't I've never heard what of is it. What is it saying that the COVID in, instead of just being more of a respiratory, it starts as a respiratory and, and evolves a into blood a blood. Vessel. And they've never seen a virus do this before because there's people dying of strokes and heart attacks and there's this thing called covid toes where they're not getting circulated yes. it's killing diabetics and what have mm-hmm. you and they're thinking that it's now more of a it, it evolves into a blood vessel virus which so what is, do you do I, well that's they're that's what they're working i don't know i mean i was stunned when i saw that mm-hmm. i'm not far from a medical expert but that's just that something could morph like that in your body go from rest to well maybe and then hope maybe that can help them find that's what i mean some kind of vaccine cure medicine whoever but maybe yeah just google it captain i'm surprised it was all over it was a really interesting story yesterday it was can't remember who i mean it it could move from your lungs through the blood vessels that's what they're saying it does but they say that's just really rare for viruses to act the way this one's doing and like it said people are getting covid toes Mm -hmm. They're, they're they're losing circulation in their toes because of a freaking virus that starts as, as a respiratory. Isn't that weird? Uh, this whole thing is... Just shows you, though, viruses are evolving. You know, we talk about how much we're evolving. Vi- <laughs> everything around us is evolving, too. Safe to say that May was one of the worst freaking months in was well, it we worse? said that US about April. History? What about April? <laughs> we said well, that but then about we, April. But then we have the riots yeah. and the looting in, yeah. in May to make it separate yeah. it from April. Well, that's are the riots over? No. No. 
I don't think they are either. I mean, they're gonna. It's gonna be harder and harder to riot because there's gonna be more military or yeah. national guard. It's just gonna be harder, and so maybe the worst of the riots are over. I hope, because if the worst starts now, it's gonna get. It's gonna. I worry about little. I worry about many kin states. Yeah, absolutely. That's the the yep. circumstances that are brewing right now. Yes, sir. I mean, these people on the internet bring in martial law. Shut these. I mean, come on. I had, I I had to ban this isn't a couple Russia. people. Uh, yeah, one exactly. person uh, uh, that I banned uh, wanted the uh, truck uh, to run over the. I saw that. The, I know, saw that type of discussion. And Idiots. And I just I just banned him. What was he doing? The truck driver, he or she? What, did they? Were... They haven't released what he was doing, other than they did arrest him. Um, so I mean, he wasn't supposed to be on the thing. Uh, there's various reports that he might have been on it after. There's a report that he might have been on the bridge after it was closed, but yeah. that doesn't make any sense. It's just a mess, and now it's turned yeah. political it again. It is all, a mess. The people on the left say it's all it's all just white extremists. The people on the right, it's all just you know, Antifa. It's just everything. Look, I it's, watched the thing all summer, and I swear to God, uh, it doesn't look like either or to me. It just looks like a bunch of people. Rioting. And Are really there some white supremacists rioting? You bet. Antifa. You bet. Yeah. yeah There's so probably people that not associated with it. They're just bored and they're frustrated. And I would say that's ninety-eight percent. I, I of would them. too. I just the, get a kick yeah. out of these white, the white people smashing windows and looting yeah. and breaking buildings. What on behalf of black injustice? I mean, give me a break. Yeah, there were as many. No, they're, they're criminals. Th- seriously, there were as many and maybe even more. In in some cities, and Seattle's I think it's ridiculous for the blacks people. to be yeah. doing the same. But blacks have been oppressed for four hundred years, so yes. their circumstances and perspectives are a little different than the white people who are feeling their pain by yeah, breaking. It's, it's just a bunch of crap. I mean, it's just it, it opportunist is. and just people that are bored and frustrated and angry, and yep. they just take it out that way. That's right. It's just, and then these idiots here last night that uh, put on Snapchat, hey. Meet us at the. We meet us at. You know, like the police can't see it. Meet us at the mall uh, at uh, ten thirty. So were the police there waiting for him? Of course. Well, yeah. Things got a little ugly in Davenport. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah they did. Very yeah, ugly. Two people killed. I mean, come yeah, on. Very ugly. I mean, it's just. That's a bad deal. No, it's weird, is... you know. I was sitting there yesterday, and I felt kind of, I felt kind of ashamed. I've said to myself, it's around five thirty-six. Oh wow! It's going to be. It, it's in a sick, morbid way. It, you, it's hard to not watch it on TV. You know, it re- really is the coverage. Honest to God, I mean, though, last week. But I am starting to get a little bored with it. It's starting to get a little repetitive. Last week on the match game, they had it scheduled that uh, they were doctors and they got an all doctor. You know, and during the pandemic, and then last night, they've got like uh, a prison uh, set going, a prison theme. It just was complete. It's and I know it's coincidental. I have they no idea what you're talking. I have no about. idea what you're talking about either. The match game uh, TV show that they brought back ABC. I and it, I, I no, don't even know what the I don't even know what the original game was. Well, it's a like oh, I the, remember it, watching it fifty years ago. Yeah, well, it's the it's the <laughs> new number one TV show. Uh, well, I'm not ashamed. No, I, I don't care. What I mean, <laughs> no interest. Oh, it just was. So the it timing seems terrible uh, scheduling. Yes. Yeah, really terrible yeah. scheduling. Was Match Game with Gene Rayburn? It was. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah, I just never watched I loved his crap. microphone, though. Yeah. I've, other than the gong show, I've never watched any 
crap like that. Didn't it look like Chuck Barris was always stoned? Yeah. And that was he? Disheveled. Oh, what do you look at me for? I don't know. It's TV. You know, you watch that crap. I don't believe he was. What I about, believe he was a genius. What about Gene Gene, the dancing machine? He was the, the best. He was great. He was the best. <laughs> He was great. He got diabetes. He lost his I legs. know. When it he came out, though, man, sad. I remember there's Gene. I always yeah. waited for Gene Gene, the dancing machine, to come. Uh, 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 uh. I Another it. note, uh, that Laurel Canyon thing started up on Epics oh, yesterday. Re- I don't get Epics. Was that? Uh, well, yeah. yeah it, I had to buy, upgrade my DirecTV package to get it. But... They said, well, we'll see what we can do. So they lowered my bill by $12 and then added $6 for the upgrade. So my next bill theoretically will be $6 less for six months. Good luck to you. Yeah. I've gone through those things too. But it was really, really good. Did they talk about Blind Al Wilson? No blind Al Wilson, but there was uh, surprisingly a lot about the doors in there. Well, I'm sure. Which was very interesting. Blind Al Wilson was from Canned Heat, and I believe... Oh, no, he was found in Topanga Canyon. He was um, he committed suicide and right. was in somebody's backyard in their garden they found. But that was Topanga, not Laurel Canyon. Blind Al Wilson, Canned Heat. Could get Jerry Vaccarino back on here. Yeah. He committed suicide in somebody's garden. I think that's what his story was. Google it, Captain. <laughs> Have it. I'm pretty sure that's what is what it, it blind. blind Al Wilson canned heat. See what see what you come up with. <laughs> Why do I find so? That? In answer to your question, no. That Blind Al Wilson he will not be on there. Was not part of the. What were they saying about the doors? Just. Uh, Gee, let me guess. Just, They're very talented, but that gym guy was just a dick. Well, they they got the record company there. The uh, band called Love. Wanted, yeah. heard of that. wanted well, to change, wanted to get, they got a better offer. Yeah. They wanted the record company to drop them. And they thought, well, if we get them to sign the doors, they'll let us out of our agreement. Well, didn't work that way. First time I, the, the record company went to see the doors, it was like two in the morning. And Morrison was completely trashed. Gee, imagine that. And, you know, it was incoherent, and the record company said, these guys are crap. We're not (laughs) interested. So then the the band Love talked him into it, coming to see them one more time. And then he was sober? And they were sober, and they were mesmerized. They said, these guys are great, and signed them instantly. And that's what led to their first debut album. Uh Love only had, like, one hit. Yeah. So they didn't have much love, is what you're saying. I didn't really... Is there a band called I remember playing... I remember playing love. Is there a band called Hate? There no, probably I, is, especially yeah, probably. now. Especially now. Okay, uh, September 3rd, 1970, Wilson was found dead on a hillside. Okay, hillside. Behind bad, uh, bandmate uh, Bob Heights to Banga Canyon home. There you he go. He was 27. Autopsy identified the manner and cause of death as acute barbiturate intoxication. He reportedly had committed, uh, attempted uh, suicide a few months earlier attempting to drive his car off a freeway. He was briefly hospitalized for significant depression and was Jesus. released after a few weeks. Although his death is reported sometimes as a suicide, it's not clearly established, and he left no note. Isn't that sad? Very sad. Think about that. 27 so, years old. So he was 27. Morrison, the, Joplin, yep. Hendricks, Cobain. What is it about 27? I don't know. I mean, it is kind of weird. I mean, I It know is weird. It might be a coincidence, but... 
it's kind of weird. Blind Al, and part of the, I mean, his reason they called him Blind Al is because he was almost blind, and that was led to a lot of his depression. He had terrible vision. So other other people featured last night, you know, the birds. Uh, Jesus Christ. Crosby, Stills, Nash. Love is still performing. Are they really? They're years active. 65 to 96, then 2002 to 205. Should we see if we can get him to come in? And now they're performing again. With the cow cells. So have you been down to the casino yet? No. Let me know when you start going down there so I can... Today is the first day that it's open. You're going to go down there and touch no. every lever and knob and... I, I know some people think uh, the virus is done. I am not one of them. I'm not either. That's my... Well, I just... I've caught myself yeah. even a couple times the last couple of days just forgetting about it. They scored a minor hit in March of 66 with my little red book. Yes. God, I was that, one. That one. Yeah. What, I was one years old, two years old. Yeah. Okay, they haven't had a hit since, and they're still performing. No, and I knew. <laughs> and it, was, it wasn't a big hit. I remember playing it. No, it wasn't. But it was like number uh, 50 or something. But they, they were a big part of probably more because of the Doors than maybe themselves. But they were real big in the Laurel Canyon area. But they never... They never made the ripple nationally except for that one song you just mentioned. That there's, yeah, that they're still performing that nobody remembers. <laughs> uh, Mamas and the Papas, Joni Mitchell. No, I would like that. I mean, I, that would, that, that's just right down my alley. Oh, I yeah, it was. I mean, I enjoyed the David Crosby um, documentary, even though I find him to be somewhat, I, I don't know. He's a dick. He's just kind of a dick. But I find, although, you know, his life experiences are interesting because mm-hmm. it brings you to Woodstock. It brings you to all that the emergence of all that great late 60s, early 70s music and what have you. No, I love all that stuff. But, yeah, he and he now he fully admits that he was a dick. Yeah. And, you know, and he I, th- I think he feels bad, and just from judging from that documentary, but he just doesn't really figure out. He I think he'd like to mend the bridges between him and Graham. But, I don't know, hopefully they will. That's too They've late. been together and not together yeah. so many times that – I, I wouldn't be shocked if they get together. Again. I wouldn't either. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you mend all. I mean, it just no. means, you know, you're a dick, you're a dick. But they may start talking again or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I think they're going to go on tour. I mean, I'm, do we need to see Crosby, Steals, and that? You think, That's, could I, they physically tour at this age? I saw David Crosby last year up in Cedar Rapids. And he was? was uh, Molly it, and I went. I remember you guys going, was it okay? Oh, yeah, it was great. Hello. Really? Truly. I watched one of Dan Rather's interview with Huey Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> Some do people just go through life without a care in the world, and they do great. I mean, his parents put him in boarding school, and when he went to get into college, he aced every ACT test. Just natural. I mean, he didn't really want to go to school. Took a year off and goes all over Europe hitchhiking playing the harmonica. Just not a care in the world, and everything just comes together for him. Yeah. It's just, just amazing. I mean, he's a he's super, a he's a super nice guy, and he's a really great blues musician. But nobody knows him yeah, for that. Yeah. I always liked his right. voice. I get why some people don't like the songs, but I always liked his voice. How do we go from Laurel Canyon to Huey Lewis? Yeah, and suicide. It's music. Suicide. Good God. Yeah. Diet in a, it's it's like some guy's from, It's garden. like going from prime rib to cube steak. He's, he's, uh, he's, 
he's hitchhiking with a guy in a car, and they go about 500 miles to the uh, Czech border. And when they get there, he had lost his passport, so he couldn't go across. So he just got his thumb out and hitchhiked back the other way. It's just, just what a life. I mean, never really knew his parents because he was always in boarding school. But And compared yep. to the, the uphill struggle you've had, is that what you're, what you're saying? <laughs> Really? Silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is tough. It's kind of my, 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 song or my song is by Bob Seger. My mom always said it's called Against the Wind. <laughs> See you later. Thanks for the call. Well, yeah, Huey, uh, Huey done good. Oh, yeah, he's done well for himself. I just can't stand his music that's he's all got i got health problems now oh, that's yeah too bad oh. yeah he can't sing right now Wait. No, i thought it, never mind. It, he well it's his hearing and that's what the, oh, but his voice you. isn't well how old is he now he's got to be about 70 isn't he huey yeah i mean probably, i'm in my yeah. mid, i'm in my mid 50s he's I mean. probably 70 or 70 i think he's your age steve my voice is the same as when I was 15. Isn't that Cartoon weird? voice? Isn't that weird, though? Yeah. I've listened to tapes of of me, like, when I was on KSTT, and I listened to me now, and I go, I got this. Your uh, voice is a little deeper. But not much. He's 69. So he's I was close, close, closer yeah. to my age. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right about, a lot of these guys are right about your guys' mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. Your guys' age are a little older. I mean the the Floyd the Zeppelin they're a little older than you guys they were born in like the early to mid forties most of those guys you guys were born what late forties early fifties early fifties for me late forties for Steve yeah so all kind of in that nineteen forty nine little area but no this um so you think tonight that's going to be the same thing just riots all over the country again I, oh I I hope it I think at some point it's going to start to settle down a little bit because I just think they're going to take stronger stands. I hope. Well, I think it'll settle down when they arrest the other three cops. Well, that will help. That's what, I mean, you separate the right. There were peaceful protests. Yes. Oh, there were were a lot. Well, there were peaceful protests here. You don't report those because it's like reporting about a plane landing safely. Yeah. So, I mean, some of these, you know are different uh, at different time periods than this other crap. I remember Norm Park used to always joke with us, and well, you guys never write about the planes that land safely, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, well, there's a reason for that. It'd be pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean. Well, in the, you know, tens of thousands of stories a day. I, you know? I, I got the mo- this guy, and I, I just was getting so many ridiculous things on Messenger and on our Facebook. Uh, I don't know what happened, but a bunch of righties decided to invade us and uh one of the guys uh said they're targeting and they are there were a certain police in certain cities that were targeting journalists period in this country which is just well, so register des moines register reporter yeah. got arrested mm-hmm. yeah and and one person from the guardian a photographer she got her eye uh, shattered with a rubber bullet, and he pointed it, and this is from witnesses, pointed the gun right at her face. Well, I thought that. And she, she's got a press thing. Uh, and so 
this one guy uh, posted um, that, uh, uh, sh- well, then they should have, you know, if they're worried about their safety, they should have stayed home well, and not covered it. Then the pe- well, how about the family in Minneapolis that were standing on their porch during the curfew yeah. and they shot at them? And it says right in the rules you can be on your own property after 8 o'clock yeah. and they still shot at them. Mm. My guess is they're going to have a lawsuit. Well, They got hit by well, rubber there's bullets. There's going to be a lot of, but anyway, I just wrote, have you ever read the Constitution and the First Amendment, you dumb son of a bitch? And I, <laughs> and that was on her, and I got, I don't know, Tommy reposted it. He got like 100 likes. You would be surprised by the people that liked it. Um, and I got a, a ton of likes, elected representatives. and. But no, it's people on both sides. It's oh, not, of it's, course. It's, it's, Left, right, and, and there's people on no side. On no side. Well, the the officer, the sheriff, or whatever in in Flint, Michigan. I mean, just exactly. They uh, the protesters asked him to take a knee with them, and he did, and marched with them. Mm-hmm. I've seen that and, around. Yeah. And defused the whole the whole damn thing. Yeah, I think they did that in Miami, and yeah, I've seen yeah. a little bit of that. So I mean, that's that's law enforcement. Uh huh. But it's not, to me, it's not a right-left issue. It's uh-uh. a fair or not fair. It's, you know, I mean, there's racist on both no, sides. No, it's racism. Yeah, yes. it's racism. Pe- period. period. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. And, and it's been... America. Yeah, and people that are left can't, you know, the, the right doesn't hold uh, a patent on racism. Well, no, the no. lady in Central Park was Absolutely a hardcore, not. wasn't she a hardcore Bernie yeah. supporter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was yeah. a Democrat. The first yeah. thing she did at the sign of trouble was revert to racism. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's, so it's not, not... No, it's not just... It's not just, just the righties. Yeah. No. Hers is almost even worse because she's a, she's a veiled racist. She hides it and tries to act like she's not, and then the moment she feels threatened, she goes right to the race card. So in some ways, they're even worse. At least the hardcore white nationalists, they're not hiding it. As bad as they are, they they wear it on their sleeves. Well, no, but I watched those. I watched the whole thing all weekend long. I really watched too much of it. And because um, it's it's just this, this settling. But I didn't see anything but a bunch of people. And... It, it, 50-50 uh, white, you know, yeah. and, and black, and maybe a little more white than, well, than there's black. The bl- I mean, black and white a-holes, too. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. We saw a lot of them. Yeah. And just because they're white doesn't mean they're right-wing conservatives. Oh, oh, no, no, no. no. I think there's a, you know, no, but you can't. Not. But it, I have a problem with, I can't say it. I don't know what it's... I mean, I kind of know what it's like because I grew up in the Quad Cities and I was Jewish. I remember being uh, called a kike. Uh, I remember that we couldn't move into certain uh, neighborhoods because they were restricted, and this was in the 60s. Uh-huh. Uh, so I remember that. But again, uh, I'm not black. Yeah. You know, I've got, I've got uh, you know, a niece that's black. Uh, her child, uh, it, 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 it scares the hell out of me for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not black. I can't say I feel. I, feel I know pain, you know yeah. what they feel like. Yeah, because I because I don't. I can kind of kind of guess. But I, I tasted uh, a little bit of discrimination when my hair was real long and in the band and stuff. Yeah. I I tasted it, but nothing nothing no. like. No. 
what happened to this this man in I remember what I told the story about Pearl Bailey and I remember that before she was on Ed Sullivan uh, the kids came over I was like four or five and uh, and said what's that n-word uh, doing and I said my parents don't allow that word and, and they didn't uh, but that's what they said and then all of a sudden she was on Ed Sullivan like a year later or something mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it was she was okay Hey, did you see Pearl Bailey on? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's just freaking ridiculous. No, I can't feel their pain. I don't know. The no, pain. uh, uh and it's it's not as as if it's new. I and mean, it's, it's yeah. been since the country was formed. Yeah, and it's not like this hasn't been going on a hell of a lot. I mean, it really has been. You think of all the incidents, you know, and you don't see this kind of treatment and these men and this many deaths and and crap you don't No. what is uh there's one town in new york that has six percent minority and and yet 92 percent of the of the uh citations uh for not social distancing were black and hispanic people yeah yeah <laughs> why don't we take a little break and maybe we can uh, unearth some sports to to, ch to yeah. chat about. Yeah. We'll some, be right back. Or somebody dying in yeah. somebody's garden. <laughs> 1630 KCJJ. On all your devices through the TuneIn app. Powered by Mexico Lindo at the Iowa City Marketplace. Here is your KCJJ forecast. We do have a slight chance of an isolated shower or a thunder shower this morning. Otherwise, it's going to be partly cloudy and breezy today. Our high right around 84 with wind out of the south becoming southwest at about 15 to 25. We may have a few gusts up to 30 here around midday into early afternoon. Tonight, mostly clear down to 68. Tomorrow, sunny, warmer, humid, high of 92 with a chance of thunderstorms again tomorrow night. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the Mighty 1630 KCJJ. Temperature now 66. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today day. Need to deliver anything locally? Then you need Hawkeye Courier Express. They will deliver anything as long as it's legal. Hawkeye Courier Express offers within-the-hour delivery if needed, and they're fully licensed and insured. Call Hawkeye Courier Express at 358-6302. That's 358-6302. For local delivery in Iowa City, Coralville, and North Liberty, call Hawkeye Courier Express. Reliable, dependable, and fast. One eight hundred eight hundred rose. Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. One eight hundred eight hundred rose. It's so easy. Just remember one number. One eight hundred eight hundred rose. Your FTD florist. One eight hundred. 
800 Rose. Remember. Hi, this is Bill Eichsring of the Oxyoke Inn. Our doors are open again. Although the way we serve you is different, we're still here and ready to welcome you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Oxyoke family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for the past 80 years. Those values are now more important than ever. Now serving family style breakfast Saturday and Sunday with lunch, dinner, and banquets daily. Don't forget, you can still order curbside carryout and take the comforting taste of the Oxyok home with you to share at your family's table. Visit Oxyokin.com, Instagram, or our Facebook page for menu and weekly specials. From our Oxyok family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon, and we'll be glad you're here at the Oxyok Inn in the heart of Amana. This is Brian Wernemont from Coralville's award-winning Brown Deer Golf Club, where our pure golfing experience has become the club of choice for area golfers. Brown Deer Golf Club is your only area course with a full-service restaurant, color screen, GPS, and spectacular country club-style views, all at affordable public rates. For a fun, challenging, yet playable experience on the Corridor's favorite place to play, visit Brown Deer Golf Club in Coralville or book tee times online at browndeergolf.org. Brown Deer Golf is open and taking reservations now for tee times. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement in Iowa City. Whether it's a crazy real estate market, record low interest rates, or the COVID-19 virus, we are living in unprecedented times. But know that my remarkable team at Hawkeye is literally working around the clock and in unique and adaptable ways to try to make every deal close smoothly and on time. We appreciate your understanding, patience, and flexibility as we power through this tough time. We're going to get through this together. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at souples.net or call 337-2246. Hey, everybody. It's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert. And I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call 3950800 or visit us on the web at bigdogsatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite. Satellite and Solar, your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. If you're looking for a reliable, affordable lawn care service, you need Cowboy Lawn Care. Cowboy Lawn Care specializes in lawn mowing, weed eating, cleaning flower beds, trimming trees, spring cleanup, and much, much more. Cowboy Lawn Care guarantees their work and are fully insured. Call Johnny at Cowboy Lawn Care at 331-5520. That's 331-5520 for complete, affordable lawn care. Cowboy Lawn Care. Mighty 1630 KCJJ, good morning. 20 minutes away from 10 o'clock. Soon to be hawkfanatic.com site. <clears throat> tell you when. Um, in, an interest, interesting post on Instagram. Um, 
I, I believe it was yesterday. How would you find out about it? I'm not on Instagram. I'm. Um, I mean, we're gonna have a Instagram Hawk fanatic account. Well, I actually found out found it on message board. Uh, no, Twitter on uh, Facebook. Facebook, okay. But Matt Hankins, starting uh, cornerback for the Hawkeyes, and this is what he posted: Where are the coaches that love slash cares about players so much? College coach, and. But when y'all start back in with sports, you got to give it your all for them. Thumbs down sign. More than just a game. They can't even support more than half their team. They really silence. So. Was that getting a lot of discussion on social media? And as some. No, no, I wouldn't say a lot. I just, what were, I what, just found it interesting. Yeah, no, what were, what were fans saying? I've uh, just like you'd expect some people saying the coach needs to. I mean, what do you interpret that as him saying? Uh, that he's disappointed that the coaching staff hasn't made some kind of statement. And when you say coaching staff, you're talking Kirk Ferentz. Well, probably. Because, yeah. I mean, there's no assistant. There's not yeah. many. It's mostly head coaches yeah. coming out and saying stuff. And I guess I really hadn't thought. I mean, I've been reading a lot of statements. I mean, God, Barry Alvarez had a great statement. Did he? Yeah. I mean, as much as. He frustrates us down here. He had a great statement. Ryan Day quoted that great statement. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, and so I—I I don't know what. I mean, what? What do you think? Um, well, I think obviously nobody, he's hurting. Nobody and, loves Kirk Ferentz more than you guys. I mean, do you think he should make a statement? I th- think that he probably should. Probably, but probably has to clear it through an attorney. To I, be truthful. I, I don't know. But but other coaches yeah. probably would have to do the same thing. I, I, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on it. I could see why Matt Hankins would want his head coach to come out and say something I, yeah. during this time. I, I can see that. And I, But I don't know what Kirk's response to that would be. Maybe he will put something out. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious if he put something out, he would put say this. the rioting is horrible, I feel bad. I mean... I don't know if it's as much what he says. It's the fact that he would be saying it and expressing his support during Kirk these tough times. chooses his words very carefully. Well, know. and he's not, he's never been one to talk much about politics or Mm-mm. stuff. He just likes to keep it pretty much mm-hmm. football. That's the way. That's, I remember talking to him one time about the, Lou Tepper had this rule about when his team traveled, he'd make a black player room with a white player. I remember talking, and Kirk didn't agree with that policy. Not Kirk thought things should just run naturally, you know, mm-hmm. naturally some blacks will room with whites. And he, I, I could tell he just wasn't comfortable talking. I just don't think, I remember asking Kirk what religion he was, and he didn't like to. Well, he's I, not going to say that. He, he likes to keep stuff separate. He's not going to say he likes it. Yeah, I <laughs> you mean. You know what's going on, but I, I don't know. I would just think that we're a little more litigious, uh, litigious here, uh, and maybe he's got to. I don't know. Well, I don't know if we're. You mean we're more litigious than like other Big Ten schools? Why would that be? Uh, we're more cautious. Why? I mean, how are we more cautious than other Big Ten schools? I'm asking. I, I mean, you're. I mean, I. What are I you basing just, that on? I'm basing it on that uh, uh, most of the statements that come out of here come out of here through one mouthpiece, and and uh, it's not a bunch of people. You know, I mean, if. Barta says something, he doesn't. If he says something, Barta doesn't. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this is the first time we've had major riots like this. this so I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I see, I can see where Matt Hankins might be frustrated, but oh, I can see yeah, where you I can see that. I mean, yeah. I'm not denying that. I'm just. But I don't think Iowa's any more cautious, or I, I, I don't, I don't see that. But I, yeah, I don't know either. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I think a lot of it is just some of these coaches are a little younger than Kirk too. I mean, Ryan Day's in his 30s. I mean, you know, they're closer to. Some of this stuff. I'm not, not making an excuse for Kirk because it would be nice for Kirk to come out, but I'm not going to rip him for not coming out either because I don't know. No. I'm, I don't know no, no. his position on this. He may, if someone asked him, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, but I really wouldn't want Gary Barta speaking for Kirk Ferentz on this type of, I mean, no. it doesn't mean there as much if I was going to come out and make a comment. It's a, obviously a, an extremely complex issue. Sensitive. That, that goes way way back in this country and it's not it ain't new you know fight the same battles over and over and over again because they aren't solved the issues aren't solved i mean the biggest problem with the looting besides the destruction and despair causes is that that becomes the story that shifts the story away yeah. from the it's, racism and prejudice and inequality exactly. and the looting becomes a story and it gives the people who sort of want to move on and not, I don't want to say they want to minimize the death of George Floyd, but they'd rather find some other talking points to talk about because it doesn't help their cause and the looting plays right into their hands. That's what I would say. That is true. Because if you turn on Fox News right now, all they're talking about is the looting and uh, you got to rise up and protect this country against the evil left. That's what's going on. Last night, they, when he, okay, so they're, they're all covering Washington, D.C. and this building is burning and it's with an eye shot of the, uh, of the White House and smoke is uh, surrounding the White House, uh, and everyone is every news media is covering it. And they, and he tweets in the midst of this, fake news in all caps. And the guy from Fox News, uh, and they show this on MSNBC. I didn't see see it on Fox, uh, they, but they showed all the news organizations. And he goes, I don't know what he's talking about. It's hap- it's happening. Yeah. So even Fox News couldn't explain. Mm-hmm. I, there's some things you just, you know, you got biases, and I get it. But some things you just go, what the hell? You know, I mean, it did. A lot of this is leadership too. I think Kirk generally shows a great deal of leadership in in tough situations, and I guess. But he doesn't rarely involve himself with national issues as the Iowa football coach. He just doesn't do that. He's like, no, like you're right. Now, Michael Jordan had that reputation during, and Michael Jordan came out yesterday with a comment says, we've had enough. It was one of the few times he's ever taken a stand as a black man against the white corporate, because, you know, that white yeah. structure made him a very successful man, mm-hmm. and he never wanted to ruffle feathers when he, and he got up, he got, a lot of people didn't like him for that. They, but no, he came out yesterday or the day before with a strong short statement saying we've just had enough. And so, I don't know. I mean, you could argue about this stuff back and forth. It's just unfortunate. I mean, we're a mess right now. Yeah, as well, a country, we're sure. as we're this is as much of a mess as I can. I don't remember. I'm not old enough to remember the '60s civil rights movements and stuff like that. But this is a mess. It was. Well, it similar. It, it was similar, but it affected 
it but really it, affected the blacks more than this is affected. I don't know how it could be similar, though, with social media here. I mean, social media has changed everything. There it's was no... similar in that the, the country was divided. Yes, but what I'm saying, though, is it's so it's just so different now with social media well, you and got television. It, you got yeah. it, I hate the cliche perfect storm, but Jesus Christ. You got all this unemployment now. You got the pandemic. Then you got this. Uh, it's... Jesus. Well, it's the perfect just, storm in the 60s was you had the civil rights movement, you had the Vietnam War, War. Yeah. Uh, you had the social upheaval. It was, but you didn't have social media and you didn't no, have no, you didn't. conservative television. That is uh, that's just changed everything. I mean, it's just changed everything. And these are just different times and social media just has taken it to a whole new level. Yep. Yeah. So, we got a call? Uh, they hung up oh, immediately. Okay. But I, uh, yeah, I don't know how this is going to unfold, and it's going to be interesting to see if this. I'm sure you think Kirk's heard about that Instagram post by now. I would guess. I mean, knowing that it probably won't. I mean, I, I, I don't think it should impact whether his playing time or whatever. I, but I'm sure they're probably not thrilled with that. I mean, they. No. I'm but Matt sure. Hankins is free to express his opinion if he feels... Well, that's this country. We are free to express our opinion, but people are also free to not to receive the message. True. Well. No, that's true. I tried to get... I mean, Raphael Eubanks is up there in Minneapolis. He runs that uh, uh, food truck that serves, I think, like El Salvadorian food. And it's really... I reached out to him three times to see if he wanted to come on today, and he just never responded. It's weird. He responded to everybody... But me on this thing. And I said, I go, we're on from 9 to 11. You are more than welcome to come on and kind of give us an update on what's going on up there. And I gave him the number, and he just never responded. So there was, yeah. I, I thought he'd, it'd be interesting to talk it to him because be. he's out there in the street. And we could even talk a little Hawkeye football. would be interesting. But, yeah, it's, and it's weird he didn't respond to even say, no, I'm not interested. He just, just ignored me. Hello. Hello. What I'd like to know is why do people have to destroy to prove a point? Well, they're, they're just angry and pissed, and some are opportunist, and they're immature, and they're just vandals. I mean, you think some people just do it? Yeah, I don't think everybody there is. I'm I'm breaking okay, in and looting this on it. behalf of conservatives or on yeah. behalf of no, liberals. The, they're just most punks. of them are criminals. Yes, they're just punks taking advantage. Right, and they may not be lifelong criminals. They're just seizing an opportunity and take advantage of a circumstance. Yeah, I, I don't. The, the, I, yeah, I mean that's the problem that this whole thing. These are not necessarily the protesters or people that even have uh, a thought about what happened, they're just taking advantage, like you say, Mm -hmm. Pat, Mm -hmm. of the situation. I I mean, I can understand protesting over things like that, but I can't understand uh, hurting innocent people by destroying their property and things like that. No, they're just... I don't understand. They're destroying, for the most part, the black community's property. Yeah, that's that's what gets me. They're destroying their own people. Well, not well, but a, it's not all black. It's not people. all black people. That's the problem. Yeah. This perception that it's there's a ton of white people out there yeah, destroying stuff. A ton stuff. of yeah, white tons. People. At least fifty percent. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, just, I mean, has that been proven, or are you just no? But, but Steve's point is, it's not just black. It's no, black not, and white. People. But I don't know the number, Ray. No, but yeah, there's a lot of either. white people out there doing this too, and I don't think they live anywhere nearby the places that they're destroying. Well, when you, I looked at Seattle, and and Jan even said. 
where are the black people in Seattle that are rioting? Because we, I mean, I hardly saw any. Uh-huh. I mean, there was like two But I've seen three. plenty of video of black people rioting. Oh, there's oh, black people rioting. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, yeah, go overboard the other way, but it's not saying. just a black thing with this. No, yeah. it is not. No. Well, do they realize that what they're doing isn't much better than what that policeman did? I don't think they care. And I, well, I, now I just, I, I think looting a store and going in and stealing yeah, a, not, is not the not same murder. as killing a, as killing someone. I don't think that, I think we got to separate. But it's bad. People have been murdered by, this is, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, well yeah, I bet I, but there's been a, I mean, what I'm saying is, yeah, the looting and all that stuff is terrible, but I don't think it's the same as it's killing It's not someone. murder. It's not murder. No, there have been some people killed during this stuff. Yes, yeah, so. there have been people, yep. some people killed. Yeah. But okay, guys. Well, let's try and settle this somewhere or the other. And anyway. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think eventually, just time is. I don't think there's any great answer to settle this thing. It's. I mean, I think eventually it'll just be time will hopefully help to ease As things some a little bit. Pointed out the riots in Ferguson. Oh, thanks, Karn. The riots in Ferguson uh, ran two weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's well. There's no one answer. To and the difference with that, that was one suburb of St. Louis as opposed to yeah. all across the nation. I don't remember Ferguson having I mean, there was some national unrest, but nothing like this. Yeah. No. Hello? Hey, it's Lonely Old Grandpa Dirk. Hey, Log D. Morning. You know, my kids were asking me the other day, is this the worst that worst riding we've experienced since Rodney King? And I thought, you know... I think we tend to forget, and you just mentioned it, but Rodney King did, I'm sorry, Ferguson did uh, elicit riots all across the country, much like we're experiencing now. No, it wasn't near as extreme uh, as now. No, it wasn't. I remember, I mean, it wasn't. It just wasn't the same. It, trust me. Trust well, me. It was, it was anyway, similar. I'm not, it, it was it similar, was but it wasn't near, it wasn't near as, the country. but it wasn't near like this, Dirk. I mean, it's, it, it was, but not near like this. It they just weren't wasn't. setting buildings on fire It just wasn't the DC. same. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, they weren't doing that then, but they were looting. They were setting things on fire. Um, and But that's as close as it comes. I think, and what I wanted to say, too, is I think people like Kern, God bless her, I think what we all need to understand, if we're not black, it's it's really not for us to question why the rioting is occurring, why things are being burnt, because what this is clearly demonstrating is generations of pent-up rage over mistreatment by police. It's really as simple as that. It's not a few bad apples. It's a systemic poison that allows the bad apples to be covered up and protected. And that's why people are frustrated. Why are, okay, why the, why are the white people frustrated? Yeah, what the hell? I think a lot of white people have experienced the same thing, uh, not I think to the degree of black people, not well, even close. I think a lot of them, though, are just doing it because yeah. they're evil and, and they're of punks. Of course, of yes. course, of course. That's not really in question. But when people ask, don't they realize what they're doing hurts their cause? You said it earlier, Tom. I don't think they care. And, and, and I don't know that they really have to. This is an expression of, of anger, and I, I, I don't blame anybody, who, especially black people, for being angry, beyond angry. Oh, I don't either, but I'm just saying that the looting is counterproductive at some point. Oh, it doesn't help that, your cause. Of course. And it gives the but people again, that are against you. Point, really well, what I'm saying, them, though, is it gives the people against them a scapegoat. I mean, all the conservatives and the right wings are saying now is loot, loot, looting, looting, evil, evil. The whole George Floyd thing has almost been 
erased. Uh, no. It well, has yeah. Been, I mean, and it's not going to be erased. It's not. Well, I'm not saying it's been erased, but what I'm clear. saying is the looting gives the people something else to talk Changes about. Changes the narrative a little I, bit. I would never speak on bit. behalf of black people. I haven't been oppressed for 400 years. All I'm saying is that the looting that, that is done steals the narrative is what I'm saying. It, it erases the narrative that we should be talking about. Well, I, I guess I disagree mm-hmm. because I think it highlights the narrative. That's the way for the masses who have been oppressed, who have been subjugated, who have been beaten down, who have been killed by basically government employees. Not just now, not just in the last 20 years. But but then like why are there said, so many videos of years. black people asking the white people, please don't destroy this stuff. We want to... Pro- yep. There's tons of videos of yeah. that. How do you explain Absolutely. that? The people that have been impressed, oppressed are trying to stop the white people from destroying stuff because they know it's going to hurt their cause in the long run. There's yep. a ton of video of black people asking white people to stop yep. destroying stuff. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, okay. and, and plenty of video of black people cleaning up, of kneeling with cops and such. I mean, those are all good faith demonstrations. But when somebody, especially a white person, asks, don't they realize what they're doing hurts their cause? You've got to boil it down to the most common denominator and ask, you know, why are they doing it? And here's why. Okay. Do we want to care? Thanks, Dirk. Do we want to carry uh, some comments from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on it? Sure. sure okay. yeah. he, read a, he wrote a really nice yeah, editorial. Yeah, here he is on CNN. NBA legend, four-time award-winning columnist Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with it, an incredibly powerful piece that touched so many over the weekend. If you haven't read it, I, I do recommend you take the time. Here's one brief quote from it. I don't want to see stores looted or even buildings burned, but African-Americans have been living in a burning building for many years, choking on the smoke as the flames burn closer and closer. Racism in America is like dust in the air. It seems invisible, even if you're choking on it, until you let the sun in. Then you see it's everywhere. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar joins us now, and it's good to have you, sir, on our broadcast. As you know, as often happens in situations like this, uh, political leaders, others, try to characterize, caricature those out in the streets as mostly looters, mostly left-wing radicals, etc. I wonder if you could describe, in your view, what is at the root uh, of most of what we're seeing out there on the streets today. Well, I would have to say it is the culmination of just decades of indifference toward a very real problem in the black community. Um, the indifference that people have to repeated shootings of uh, black Americans, unarmed black Americans, by white police officers who don't seem to have been trained very well, uh, this, or that they have like a personal animus against minorities and uh, people of color. This seems to be a a trend that is so stubborn and it uh, it won't stop. And these are people that really have no other voice now. They don't, uh, they don't get the political power or the financial power to change uh, the circumstances. So what are they going to do? This, the the, uh, the writing is is the the voices of, uh, of people who, who have no voice. That, that, that's mm. how uh, they made their presence known. Uh, I, I just uh, remember seeing the sign that uh, someone held up in uh, Minneapolis that said, uh, can you hear us now? Yeah. Mm. I think that's yeah. a very, very, very poignant statement. 
You quote Langston Hughes, you know, almost 70 years ago now, but, but saying what happens to a dream deferred? And I think that just says so much, right? When will you hear us yeah. is the question now. That, that, that has been the question. Uh, just, just think of uh, how we were disturbed and uh, really motivated to change things when we saw the Rodney King, Rodney King film. And that was 30 years ago. What, what, what happened in between? Uh, nothing. Nothing has happened. Uh, been, uh, there were consent degrees that were uh, imposed on a number of, of police agencies uh, across the country, uh, and uh, those most of those agencies have resisted change uh, very, very strongly. They they don't want to change, and uh, that, uh, that that that's very obvious when you see things like this continue to happen again and again and again. We had the Miami police chief earlier who said that in his view, one difference is that you have seen uh, chiefs of police in some cities stand up and say this, this was murder in no uncertain terms, talking about the killing of George Floyd. Uh, and that's not isolated. I, I wonder when you hear statements like that, but also see symbolic steps, some police kneeling with protesters, uh, joining them, marching with protesters, does that, in your view, make a substantive difference? Well, there's always been some white Americans who understand uh, that what they're seeing is, is criminal and it's wrong and people can't live with it. But it, uh, there, there's been no change. Uh, the, the way, there, there is no way, really, to uh, get rid of bad cops. We don't want to get rid of the, the awesome men and women out there that police our, our streets. We don't want to get rid of them. But there are some bad cops among them. And we need to find uh, an effective means to get rid of them that doesn't threaten the rest of the cops. The 99% the of them that do such a wonderful job day in, day out, uh, many times not, not being thanked for it, you know? But uh, mm -hmm. something has to change on, on the other side of that. We have to be able to get rid of the bad cops. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I wish we had an hour with you. I encourage everyone yeah. to read your powerful words from this weekend. Thank you for what you wrote and what you do for this country. Yes, indeed. It was great talking to you. And uh, if anybody wants to contact me about it, they can uh, contact me at iconogram.com. Okay. And you know, all right. they'll, they'll find out all what I'm doing now. Oh, that's great. And, and people should know that you've just started this new project with Iconogram. People can order a personal message and, and all those proceeds go to your Skyhook Foundation. It gives educational opportunities to underserved communities. For more information, go to Iconogram.com. To all of you, we are so glad you were with us this morning. Yeah. We will see you back here tomorrow morning. I'm Poppy Harlow. Okay. Always, Very interesting. Always good to hear from the greatest basketball player of all time. Sorry, Michael Jordan fan. He's right up there. He's my. He would be my pick as the greatest of all time. I mean, he was so good they had to out, had to eliminate the dunk because of how much he impacted the game. And he's always been someone who's been socially aware and proud of his rights. And he was accused of being kind of rude and aloof because there was a while where he didn't trust white people. And why should he have? And, and exactly. I will say one way I do agree with Dirk and what he. One thing I'm getting really sick of is all these white people responding with the Black Lives Matter with this All Lives Matter crap. You know, yeah, All Lives Matter, we all know that. But black, I mean, the Black Lives Matter thing was rooted in 
their defense of being persecuted against for years. Mm-hmm. And yet you, you just can't compare the two. No. You can't compare the two. It's a completely different situation. And I just get sick of the people that throw back this all lives matter thing. The moment some people just can't handle black people having a stage. It just like, I mean, don't you think this eight years of Obama just drove some people in this country oh, yeah. nuts? Yeah. Absolutely. Just drove them nuts. And I was not a huge Absolutely. Obama fan at all times. I didn't agree with all his policies. I did think, I remember when he got elected, I thought, wow, this is neat. Look what we've done. Look what we've done. We've gone from Rodney King to this. and But unfortunately, it just seeded, it just fueled hate and frustration it, for a lot of people. stirred the hornet's hornet nest for a lot of people there. and trump sees yep. that circumstance yeah, with the bur- i'll give him credit he's an incredible marketer he saw a way because he knew that there was a third of this country and, that was frustrated and he grabbed that hornet's nest and ran with it and in fairness those people do need to be heard i get it they're part of our nation i don't mm-hmm. i don't know how we're gonna i don't know how we're gonna fix this stuff but i don't think we have trump without eight years of obama and i've said that before i couldn't agree and more. if people get on here today you guys are talking politics well we're in the middle of national race riots and a pandemic and there's no sports so yeah we may drift yeah. away from talking about who's going to be the backup at left and cornerback a lot for of Iowa people football. that you cheer for uh in sports are black are black yes huh. hello so, <laughs> good morning gentlemen this is john Ballmer. hey john discussion interesting discussion you've had i Steve and I are old enough to remember the equally as contentious time were the were the race riots in the '60s with Watts, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot there were a lot of uh, uh, fatalities then. Uh, uh, the country was burning, and of course we had Vietnam. I was on campus the night that uh, the killings at Kent State, and after that happened, uh, the four students by the National Guard. You know, the country was really being ripped apart at that mm-hmm. time, and uh, we we survived it, it but it. it you know, it was uh, it was very challenging, and uh, um, I think that that's it's just this is another course in history now that we're having to deal with, and um, we will we will get through it uh, as we always have. But it's it's certainly something that we all have to look inwardly on and uh, take take stock here. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, but you're right. I mean, here we are again. 50 years later and it's not an exact parallel but the problems are still there it's the it's the same a lot of the same fight and i know i keep bringing the same point up but social media has just caused it to escalate and accelerate yeah. it, everything it, it's just it, changed it, everything even, you're right pat i think it's even worse with that oh without question because definitely because people put things on there that are just incendiary and and just you know, let's just look at you know Trump with his tweeting. For God's sake, I mean, I wish somebody shut that off, but it isn't going to happen. But you know, that doesn't help the it sure no, doesn't. no, it doesn't at all. Uh, but yeah, no, it that was a truly uh, a, one of those times. Also, you know, remember the Democratic National Convention, nineteen sixty eight, Chicago. They, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was the days of rage with the, the weathermen and everything. It was that was a, a, a quite a. You know the country was, you know it was it was on its edge right then too, and uh, it's true. Um, it's uh, it's just uh, you're right. It, the social media thing has accentuated it now for sure. We still have, we have, there's people in law enforcement that shouldn't be in law enforcement. It's that it, simple. Of yeah. course, yeah. You know, but just, so but what do we do so that we don't keep playing the same records over and over again and fighting the same problems over and over again when uh, i i but tom you're right it's 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 if i had a magic answer maybe wave a magic wand and 
and you know and and cleanse people of their thoughts it, it would be great but i just yeah. some people have just are just they, there's some evil <laughs> there's well, that you're but, right i mean but look at like black home ownership in this country how low it is yeah i mean and how do you change right. that after i mean how do you how do you possibly change that i mean that's where the well, challenge is certainly part, part of that problem goes back to uh uh Minimum wage of seven dollars and whatever it is, you you get into a cycle of poverty well, that you can't get out of. It also goes into their re- their old, their relatives being discriminated against. Well, you're just trying to get uh-huh. bank Listen, loans and mortgages. Sure. I had no more money at all than than many black f- families did. Uh, Jan and I, we didn't have any more money than than many blacks had. But I could go to a bank, and I could get a loan. Uh-huh. And got a loan, and and ended up and ended up here. I mean, the blacks go into a bank, goodbye. Discrimination. Uh, discrimination Hispanics go into a bank. Uh, there's a very uh, famous bank here that's uh-huh. well renowned that uh, has been found that it was turning down loans for Hispanics, and sure. was cited for it. Uh-huh. It's right. you know. So I mean, it's. That's a problem. Well, pe- people don't like the term systemic racism, but that's that's what it, what is. it is. It's what it is. So, how do you it, solve it? I, I think. Where do you, you start? You, you, it, it is a problem, but I think the 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 situation has improved uh, markedly over the years. Uh, you you know you you know while while there are problems still, there, I think you know the the. Uh, um, it, it has improved. Oh, I agree with you, John. I mean, yeah. you're talking about the 1968 Chicago Convention. That was a time yeah. I don't think Alabama had ever had a black football player on their roster at that point. I mean, Alabama no. didn't even have a black football player until the early 70s. No. Yeah, things have no. gotten better in some ways. In some ways. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I, I think one of the problems, too, though, and it's, a, it's one that a lot of them don't like to hear, but there's so many black households do not have fathers. And, you know, a lot of these young people uh, do not have direction. The, the mothers are trying, but hell, you just, if you don't have that male leadership to send you in the right direction, that, that's a problem. Okay, but think, there's I mean, also been a problem with, uh, you go back to the 60s, I remember police officers in police uniforms. I don't remember right. them in camouflage. I don't remember them uh, with sure. the big boots. I don't remember them dressed yeah. as soldiers. And it has progressed uh, through the uh, police ranks. Is that people? They look like soldiers. They look like military now. Yeah. They didn't then. They had blue uniforms. Yeah. They had nice shiny yeah. black shoes. No, they right. didn't. They didn't have the. That's the, interesting. The I hadn't thought about. But that. But I will say no. Yeah. I agree with that. But there also weren't near as many AK-15. I mean, the police oh, are yeah, facing yeah. a different. AR-15 circumstance and, out there than they were 50, 60 years ago. There were a lot of guns back then, but not like it is now. No, you're, well, you're right. And unfortunately, people are resolving problems with guns. Yes. And, and and many of the blacks are shooting blacks, which is really sad because there are many young people that are ruining lives because you know they're and then they're incarcerated for the rest of their life. So, John, and I got to another, but that's another part of the problem. <laughs> Most of the people getting arrested for crap are black. Here's a question for yeah. all you guys. Do you think, are full with black people. Do you think 300 black people could have gone storm the courthouse in Michigan armed with guns? No. No. They, they would have been, no. They no. been arrested or shot before they got Absolutely. there. Absolutely. What do you think, John? Do you think they could have done that like all the white concert? No. To me, that's okay, Michael, part of the problem right there. Michael Cohen, Paul Manafort. 
uh, because of the coronavirus, they get sent home. They're on a house arrest. Right. But how many right. blacks got sent home? Right. Did Bill Cosby? Well, I, yeah, I no. don't know. That's a good question. No. They know. didn't even send Bill Cosby home. So. No. Yeah. So, yeah, no, there's just blatant oh double standard racism it, everywhere. Absolutely. And, uh, no, and then a lot of the hardcore, I don't even want to call them conservative because the far, the white nationalists are saying, well, they didn't shoot anyone, they didn't loot or what have you. But I guarantee if any black <clears> people <throat> tried to do what those guys did, those same conservatives, shoot those, don't even let them absolutely. get near there. There's just a double standard. It, for yeah. sure. And it's too bad <clears throat> the, the narrative and the course you know, of the debate is, is so bad anymore. You know, our partisanship is just off the charts. It's horrible. And well, we then again, can't. okay, then the other thing is we got four white guys talking here. True. Now, I will say, but we've got a diverse group, though. We've got two hardcore liberals and you guys. I'm not, no, I'm not. But two, you're liberal. We've got a conservative in John, and we got a nobody in me. Seriously, we're all... I'm, I'm I'm a centrist, but I'm yeah I'm certainly farther left than you are, and farther left than John is. But I'm also uh, I've never considered myself uh, well, a and liberal. I've never considered I'm liberal socially. I'm liberal, uh, you know, as far as I'm, as I'm far more as moderate socially too. Yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. I, I contradict myself really? over and over. I mean, I go back <laughs> and forth on things because I do believe in less taxes, in less regulation. I think we're better off the less the government is involved. But there's certain parts of this okay. our structure where the government has to be involved because people need their help. Right. Okay, yes. and the sure. government really hasn't taken leadership. The federal government hasn't taken leadership with the pandemic. This guy can't handle a goddamn thing. It has there's <laughs> yeah, well, I, there's I know the pandemic I, and, I, and I this. Agree with you. Okay, but to to say that the government hasn't done anything is not fair because no. they've pumped trillions yes. of dollars yeah. to yeah. help out. You gotta businesses. separate the Trump hate from everything that's going yes. on. I get we I mean Captain, I don't like I, him either, but you gotta sometimes it's so hard for us we want to just blame everything on Trump, and but he, they've done some stuff. All of this crap right. was here long before Trump yes. oh, yeah. was president. No. All of oh, this absolutely. crap, except for the no, pandemic. He did not invent racism. No. But he no. has emboldened it. I agree. He hasn't helped the situation no, by any stretch of the imagination. No. He's, probably, he's inflamed it as much. Yes. You're right. Yes. I, I agree with that. And it's, I, I don't like it as a Republican. I can't stand it. It makes me sick. Well, and, it's, uh, this is not the Republican <clears throat> Party. Well, this, that tweet he no, had the other not, night about no, being he, met by vicious dogs. He, and he, that, he hijacked the party. I've told people that. He, and he they did. don't like it. But. And you shouldn't. And I was raised Republican, and there isn't one single thing this guy has said that was anything like I was raised. I was raised by no. two hardcore Democrats who worship um, um, Delano, Franklin Delano Roosevelt and John Kennedy. But I just, right. like I said, I've just always thought that we're better off the less the government is telling us what to do. But I'm also not. I also think that the government, there's a lot of people that need the government. They don't, mm. they need help from the government. We got to figure out a way to balance all that's that right. stuff. Yes, that's right. I agree. And Absolutely. you know, in this tax break everyone talks about, the economy was f climbing under Obama. Trump picked it up where Obama left off. He made that immediate tax cut. He took what, corporate from 33 down to 21%. Mm. Of course, jobs were going to come from that. But that still, a lot of people didn't benefit from that tax cut. Most no, people didn't benefit from that. It was for that. mostly for the, the top 5%. It, and it created a bunch of jobs in a hurry, a bunch of low-paying, low-wage jobs. But it wasn't as great as what everyone thought. So I just, I don't know. I, mean, I, think, I think we did get some more manufacturing back. We did, we did. And I, John and... And I think, you know, I think that should be a, a plus. Our unemployment rate was low. Uh, extremely again, man, low. Just, 
But it just the other thing is, you know, there was no playbook for this pandemic. No, face, no. I, you know, I mean, what the? You know, I think everybody's just been, you know, you're. I don't want to say by the seat of your pants, but you're trying to do what you think is the best. Yes, and, yes. Uh, sometimes that's not. Maybe sometimes not good enough. But, well, and you know, Trump you, blew it in a lot of ways. But well, Nancy, he he, Nancy he, Pelosi he, and he, De Blasio and all, they were all saying back and they were saying similar stuff. You know, you, you yeah. still, nobody was listening to the scientists and the no, medical on both sides. And they're yeah, still the right. WHO and they're still yeah. not. And now we've stopped no, I, funding the WHO. Now, one area where I do agree with Trump is I don't trust China. I blame China for so much. I I hate China. I don't trust them. There's not one politician, Democratic or Republican, that trusts China. That's right. We're all in that. We're in the same boat on that one. I will agree with uh, President Trump on this one. If they're not, if we're not, why are we so embedded with China? Because I mean, we borrowed a lot of money from them. Why? Uh, and we, if we didn't trust them, why'd we borrow we from them? We turned over our manufacturing of certain things. The industry turned right. over. Well, then we must trust. We must. Some people must trust China a little bit they at some point to do trusted that. Trusted <laughs> the bottom line that they could get it done a lot cheaper in China than right. they yeah. could here. Correct. They're, That's they're what they good. trusted. Yeah, they're a huge player, and unfortunately, we have to deal with them. But uh, we owe them a ton of money. We need, change, we, we need to change the game with them. I'll tell you. I agree. I, I agree. agree. With that. I would wish we would do all of our stuff here and not have anything to do with China. I don't trust them at all. Well, that is then in China's the price fault. of goods would go much higher. I think yeah. China would want yeah. nothing more than to destroy us. China and I Russia agree, both yes. want to destroy us. Agreed. Yes, but it's not China's fault that our industry turned over everything to them. No, that is no that's true, but it is right. China's fault that's that right. they lied and hid the virus yeah. and uh-huh. were deceptive. I mean, that that's and all China's fault. And murder their people and ran over them with tanks. Yeah, yes. that's all China's yeah. fault. Yeah. China's yeah. Evil. Watch out for Watch out for Hong Kong now. They're going to they're gonna put them under their thumb. And I, worry about, I worry about Trump turning it into a macho thing and him getting us yeah. into trouble. Well, we don't want to go that route. No, we don't want to go that route at all. No, 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 no. Gentlemen, I've I've exceeded my time limit. I really appreciate the chance to visit with you. All right, John. And we appreciate your input. Having this conversation. And, Steve, you're all right after all. John, I'm curious. (laughs) I want to ask you. John, what do you think? John, did you hear what Matt Hankin, did you hear what Tom was saying about? Tell him what Matt Hankin said. Okay, and I don't know. This is what Matt Hankins says. You know, the, the Iowa defensive back from Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was an Instagram post. Where are the coaches that love slash cares about players so much? College coach. And he said, but when y'all start back in with sports, you got to give it your all for them. Thumbs down sign. It's more than just a game. They can't even support more than half their team. They're really silent. I I think, you know, that's that's unfortunate. I mean, he's obviously... Uh, feeling very, uh, you know, he's he's feeling the pain mm-hmm. too. Vulnerable, yeah. but by the same token, you know, you can't just paint it with a broad brush and say your coaches do not care. No, I agree. No. Uh, I agree, and I think that's unfortunate. I, I think maybe if he had a chance to walk that one back, he might he might do it. I would like know, to think, think that too. I w- do you think um, Coach Ferentz should make a statement? I mean, not because of this, but in general, because of what's happening nationally well i i go back and forth now i think pat made, made a good comment about that he doesn't i think once you open that door to making comments on national issues mm-hmm. i think that, then you let let the genie out of the bottle so to speak and i think kirk likes to keep it yes you know pretty pretty close to to what his profession is granted he, he has a lot of influence as a as a person 
But I, I think he wants to be, you know, if he starts opening his mouth on these things, I think it just opens him up to criticism on on all sides. You know, okay. is he going to start weighing in on on every national issue? I, That's granted, a good this point. Is, this could be different, but by the same token, I, I just think, you know, if somebody's going to make a statement, as you mentioned, I think it, it should come from the athletic department. It would be Gary Barta. Maybe he makes a statement. I think our local police chief has made a statement. I think that's good. I think that should be made. Uh, but I think in the in the sports realm, I think we need to really be careful on that one to, to tr- where we're traveling. I can see that. I'm- so you then basically you feel this is a young kid who's hurting and just put yes. something out on yep. social media. Absolutely. And did perhaps he'd like to walk it back a little. Maybe. See, that's an example I, I of how social media agree. has changed everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think so. I, you know, I, 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 and I feel for the young man, and I think he's a good person. And but I just, you know, sometimes you know how people react on in situations. Well, sometimes and, you just got to <clears throat> ignore social media, and because yeah, right. it is spur of the moment, and you have your yeah. phone in your hand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and right. you know, you just. But I don't know that he'd want to walk it back, or. Well, oh, I don't well. know either. All I know <clears throat> is that he. Made I don't this, know that he should. He made the statement, know. and he doesn't have to be judged on one statement no, no, on one tweet. I, I don't. I yeah. don't judge him on it. Yeah. That's, no. that's, you know, I've, I've said stupid things over my career, too. So, <laughs> Hey, every and day. Steve, in 56 years or whatever. I mean, not, that his, if, if. not that he was stupid, but I've said <laughs> dumb things. You know? Well, I think we probably all have. Yeah. And I'll say some more before the end of the show. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I imagine you will. I'll be listening. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. So yeah, but it's just this stuff is so just so complicated, you know. And it it's got to start somewhere. Is it are we better off than we were in the sixties? In some ways, in in a lot of ways. Uh, On the surface, we are. Yeah. With sports and some stuff like that, but like I say, home ownership. We're I mean, black home ownership in this country. again, and it's it's a it's never a, it's cycle. a vicious circle, and until, I mean the. It's a circle of poverty that they can't get out of because... Because a lot of white people are in charge of them getting out. They're the ones most likely, like Captain said, giving the loans at uh-huh. banks, giving the mortgages and what have you. Well, and but And they're chances. not making fair wages at no. to most of these jobs either. No, yeah, I mean, so, it's, again, it, you can't climb out of poverty if you don't have more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, as <laughs> simplistic as that is... You know, I mean, the people that are saying, well, the minimum wage needs to be $15, okay? Maybe it does. Yeah, they just took away SNAP benefits. They just took away. Yeah. I mean, it's. But even the looting, unfortunately, they can't go to white neighborhoods and loot because they'd get shot and arrested. People are like, why are they destroying their own? Well, because that's all they can do. Well, they don't have, a lot of them don't have any transportation to get there. That's the only way they can vent, and it's unfortunate. Like I said earlier, my only. I understand their rage and what have you. Because, I mean, I grew up with a father. I've told you what my father told me when he gave me my first lesson on racism. My dad grew up poor, grew up around a lot of black people, played football with a lot of black people. Uh He was tough. He was proud. He didn't take crap from anybody. And I remember my dad telling me that he goes, you know, my dad was born in 1926. So he grew up in the 30s and the 40s. I remember him saying, had I been born black with my physical proudness, my toughness my 
refusal to take crap from anybody, my refusal to accept and He goes, I wouldn't have seen my 20th birthday. He would have been killed because mm -hmm. he wouldn't have stood for it. And that really stuck with me. That's, that really uh, stuck with me. shows a lot of insight. And it really stuck with me. And it kind of goes back to what Dirk was saying about the rage and the looting and whatever. And I get it. My only problem with the looting is it gives the people against them an, uh, an, a scapegoat. Does that mean it mm -hmm. gives them something else? Like I said, if you go on Fox News right now, all they're talking about is the looting and how bad it is now. They've just shipped, completely shifted the narrative, and it's all left wing extremists that are doing the looting when that's not true. And that's that's not helpful. No, it's not helpful. It doesn't help. It doesn't start answering some of the problems that we still have with race relations in this country. And boy, do we still have them. No, because I remember my dad saying, "Hey, you don't know. You can't." Sympathy. You can't speak for well, how they, your black friends think. You haven't had near the experiences and they have. Not, he, can't, he can't declare them a terrorist group anyway. Well, he just it's, did. I, I mean, know, I know but, he can't, but he yeah, did. So. Well, he, he can say that, but it doesn't change anything. It's against the Constitution. It just feeds his base, yeah. and now they're thrilled with it, and he'll yeah. keep saying it. Yeah, you got 20, 25% of the But country. then they come out and say there were no white supremacists. What the... Well, there were, there's, of course there were. Yeah, of course there were. There was everybody. Uh, yes. Mostly, it's just people. Well, who came out and said there were no... He Trump. did this morning, Trump. There were no white supremacists. He saw no proof of any white supremacists. Rioting or looting. Yeah. Uh, what is he basing that on? <laughs> Nothing. See, that's just it. He doesn't have anything to base that on. He no. just says it to say it because... And 25% to 30% of the country... Yeah. Lap it up like it's pretty cream. much everything he's doing right now is to try to get reelected. That's his only. I don't see concern. any indication that there were any white supremacist groups mixing in. This was an Antifa organization. And see, that's just bullcrap. That's BS. just yes. yes. It's yes. complete BS. I, yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> Hello. Hi there. Hi. Hey, they're using Antifa the same way as an opportunity as. Uh, the non, uh, what do I want to say, non-protesting looters are. It's an opportunity. They're reframing it, and that's how it is. So mm -hmm. ignore. Yes, so I agree with you. Oh, I, I ignore. I, I ignore. I try to ignore almost everything Trump does. I don't. I mean, I. You know, yeah, if it, it's hard to do. I still get a couple Hawkeye fans who rip me on. There's a lot. There's Hawkeye fans that worship the guy. Oh, I mean, absolutely. They were, and that's their right. But you know. Well. I mean, it, this all is going, I mean, a, th a third, a full third of America did not vote, of eligible voters did not vote in the last election. But to come out right now and say that there's no proof of any white supremacy, that's, well, that's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but we are going to find out who this nation is and who they want in to November. be in November. And the hundred million people that did not vote, we'll find out. I think a lot more they will vote. have to turn out a lot more will vote but I don't know how much it's going to affect the electoral well college. and that's the question. a lot of them will be voting in California in the same states that the Democrats are going to win he won't have he could win he could lose the popular vote by eight ten million and still win the electoral well, then we college. need to get rid of the electoral well college. then people will just disagree with that saying three states shouldn't elect our president I'm, that's what yeah. the conservatives yeah. will say I agree they'll say well why should New York and California elect our president and that's, I mean, I, it's, we're, we're just a mess. I mean, we yeah, really are just a mess. So we'll see. Uh, and I don't think Biden's not, uh, there's people that are saying that Biden is just the almighty. No, he's not. No. He's flawed. He's, he's well, old. They're all flawed. He's old. He's and old. No matter and, who you're going to run, they're going to be. But the difference is Biden just won't be on Twitter every day just ripping and saying, 
and calling just calling people names. He won't be like Trump. Sometimes is like a ten year old juvenile on Twitter. Well, he went to protesters. Yeah, he he's he's tried to comfort people, and he will be a transitional president. Uh, that's all he'll be if he gets elected. Uh, he won't. Uh, he's saying he's not guaranteeing a second term. He came out and said, oh, God, "I don't know what shape I'll be." Eighties. <laughs> well, that, and that's what he said. That's why he better elect. He better pick a good vice running president. Mate. He better yeah. pick a good running mate. And I think these riots. I I would be surprised if it's not a black woman. I'm I'm starting to think maybe Kamala Harris. Might I think be it'll be Stacey Abrams or that Val Demings from Florida. Is that where Val she's Demings? from? Yeah. I think I don't know. We'll see. I think I think there's a lot of motivation for Stacey Abrams, but that's going to hurt him with some people too. It will. There'll be some people that were maybe considering Biden, then when he does it, oh well, I'm done. I'm going to go back to where I feel safer, or whatever. So, we'll see. Yeah. But people like me who are in the middle, it's funny. The moment if I have any conversation with somebody on social media and I say that I'm not in with Trump, right? Oh, you libtard! You, you know. Yep. They just there's just there's no gray area anymore in politics. You're either with him or you're not. You're either hardcore AOC or you're hardcore Trump. No, there's a lot of us in the middle. A lot that of us. I take parts of both parties and try to live my life that way. Because, like I said, I I mean I do believe in less regulation and what have you, but I believe that there's a part of this. Well, this guy posed this. Uh we put a story up about the reporters being targeted, and this uh, guy says that maybe they should stay home and not risk themselves for a story. They're doing a job. <laughs> Is this station and page owned by a bunch of left-wing nut jobs? To which I replied, have you ever read the First Amendment, you dumb son of a bitch? I mean, imagine if, and, the, yeah. imagine <laughs> if the reporters stayed home I, during Watergate. I've never, I've never posted anything like that on our page. And I didn't keep it on our. And page. I do. I, I am getting sick there. of the media being blamed for it. I mean, I'm I getting, as a media yeah. person, I'm getting really sick of that. Really sick. Really sick. It's such a it's, really, really. Yeah, sick. there's been no secret that the media leans left. Most media people, but that doesn't mean that everything they report is fake news or hoax or deep state or swamp. Or I just get sick of that. I mean, I do too. I do too. Well. Uh, is it already 10:30? Talking about stuff that's. I do like this important. tweet by him. Uh, he posted in Who, all caps. Uh, Trump okay. posted in all caps, "Law and order," uh, and then an exclamation point, and then people are going, uh, "Special Victims Unit," and then other <laughs> people are going, "Green Acres," <laughs> Mr. Ed. They're just posting names of TV shows yeah. in all caps. I did get a kick out of that. <laughs> all right. Uh, should we end this thing? What time is it? 10.30. Yeah, like I said, I'll have the team doctor. Let me, let me. So you got police reports since Tommy's here today? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna double. Check. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, uh, thanks to Johnny B for yeah. calling in, giving his... Andy Peterson will call in at 9 a.m. on Wednesday to talk about the medical side of getting sports back at Iowa. What the, okay, all, great. All the different things. It'll be That'll interesting be to see what he can tell us about just this vi- the news. I mean, I was fascinated reading that stuff about this virus is now more of a blood vessel uh, thing. That's just, me too. That's just fascinating. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Police reports are next.